What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show, Halloween, October 31st, 2019. We are officially five days away from the start of the college basketball season. I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Like the Facebook page at the Mitch Davis Show. Shoot us an email, the Mitch Davis Show at AOL.com. Or also, you can find the podcast and and the YouTube channel anywhere where you like to listen to your podcasts or watch your videos by simply typing in the Mitch Davis Show. In honor of being five days away from the start of college basketball season, we're going to have several great guests join us. Today, we were joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Kentucky Sports Radio. Tomorrow, we're going to be joined by Head Coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, Coach Kermit Davis, and also Head Coach of the South Alabama Jaguars, Coach Riley. Those two coaches will join us on Friday. But on this podcast, we are joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Kentucky Sports Radio. Mrs. Tyler has turned into one of my really good friends in this business. She was one of the best. She's absolutely the most knowledgeable basketball person on the face of the planet. So I greatly, greatly appreciate her coming back on the podcast. She's been on several times. So she joins the podcast today to talk all things Kentucky basketball. Again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. Before we get into this interview, I do want to thank our sponsors at S.Y. Wilson on the historic Arlington Depot Square for all your SEC and you know Memphis needs and also your bait and tackle needs, your outdoor needs, Yeti coolers. They've got it all. S.Y. Wilson on historic Arlington Depot Square. They're great people. Tell them that Mitch Davis sent you and they'll hook you up with anything you need before you head down to the big game at the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium on Saturday. Be sure to run by S.Y. Wilson and tell them that Mitch Davis sent you and they'll give you a lot of great Memphis gear and they'll have a lot of great things going on. And also want to thank our other sponsors in Jackson, Tennessee, John Murray Realty, the best real estate company in this side Actually, in all of West Tennessee, and we'll go even all of Tennessee. So for all your realty needs, go check out John Murray Realty. Those people at John Murray Realty know what they're talking about. When you need a home in the Jackson area, call John Murray. He'll hook you up with some of the most beautiful homes in all of West Tennessee. want to thank you all for tuning in to The Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. I am joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson, Editor-in-Chief at Kentucky Sports Radio, and basically the person behind all <laughs> that is Kentucky Sports Radio. How are you doing, Mrs. Thompson? I'm doing great. We're less than a week away from the start of college basketball season, and the football team's doing really well, so couldn't be happier. Let's talk about the basketball team for a second. Let's talk about Nick Richards before we get into all the good news. What's the latest on Nick Richards? Yeah, so today they came out and said he is officially day-to-day with a sprained left ankle. Uh, In Kentucky's first exhibition versus Georgetown College, he basically went up to defend a three-point shot and came down and landed on uh, his opponent's foot and just rolled his ankle. So he's been in an air cast for part of the week in a walking boot. Uh, the, The assistant coaches spoke to the media today and made it sound like it's not that big of a deal. However, I I would be surprised if he plays versus Mich- Michigan State on Tuesday, but we're just going to have to see. Before we get into your Michigan State kind of preview, quick little preview there, let's talk about the lineup because Kentucky without Nick Richards, I mean, they are very, very lacking in depth on the big men. You know, they got EJ Montgomery and Nick Richards, and that's basically just about it. Talk about that lineup a little bit and how that's going to go small and how, how do you expect Kentucky to play with that? 
Yeah, I mean, my biggest concern with this Kentucky team was already the front court. And now you add in this injury to Richards, while it's not serious, it, it just makes that an even bigger issue. Um, I have not been impressed with EJ Montgomery so far. I mean, granted, we've only seen one exhibition game and then the blue-white game. So it's not like we have a ton to draw on. But the same issues that plagued EJ last season, we've kind of seen so far as well. You know, he instead of you know bullying under the basket and using his body to get rebounds and shots, he's kind of shying away from contact still. So, you know, Kentucky's got options on the wing. They've got Khalil Whitney, Keon Brooks, and they have Nate Sestina, the new grad transfer. I think those three are going to be even more important as the season kind of gets going. But also, I think EJ has to take a step up. I mean, with Nick out for maybe a few games, this is a great opportunity for him to kind of assert himself and show that he is an NBA quality player because he did go out for the draft at last year before deciding to come back. And we kind of need to see him back that up a little bit. When you you talked about Nate Sestine a little bit, talk about his leadership. I know a lot of Kentucky fans are looking to him to be that Reed Travis that was last year. Is Nate Sestine that guy where he's going to pick up this team and lead this team? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so far it seems like, you know, we could, people compare him to Reed a lot, but I think he's even more extroverted than Reed. You know, Reed was a great guy in that he brought experience to the court, but I think Nate is a much more vocal leader. You know, from what we've heard so far, he's yelling out the plays to his you know teammates. He's always talking on the floor. And you could even hear that in the blue-white game and the first exhibition. He's always talking. He's trying to get the guys to communicate with each other. And with a team that you know has some experience, especially in the backcourt, but there's still a lot of freshmen, that's so important to have them communicate. And not only that, I mean, in addition to his leadership, he's he's been pretty impressive so far. You know, he's he's kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I thought he was just going to come in, kind of provide another big body. But he's played pretty well so far, especially from the outside. When you're talking about that backcourt, talk about some of that experience coming back. I mean, I know you've got Quigley and I know you've got Ashton Hagens coming back. Talk about those two guys and how they're meshing with the freshman class right now. Oh, I think it's great. You know, there's a, a really good chance that Kentucky could play a three-guard lineup because they've got three guards that are so good, you kind of have to make them put them on the court together. Um, you know, Ashton Hagens is the reigning co-defensive SEC player of the year. Uh, Emmanuel quickly didn't have quite as many accolades, but he kind of acted as the sixth or seventh man off the bench last year. But he's got to come back into his sophomore season with a vengeance and you know, you hear Calipari and the, the assistants talk. It sounds like Emmanuel Quickly's made the biggest jump from freshman to sophomore year. You know, he led Kentucky in scoring in the exhibition. His outside shot looks great. You know, he's really, really worked on his game. And as for Hagens, he's kind of taken over the leadership role so far. Um, I don't know if that'll continue as the season goes on because it seems like freshman guard Tyrese Maxey is kind of an alpha dog. But the three of them working together, I'm really looking forward to seeing that more as the season kind of gets going, just to see what a three-guard lineup would look like with these three. Um, we've seen Kentucky and Calipari do that a couple couple times in years past. You know, there was the year with Briscoe and Fox and Monk, and you know, it, it'll be interesting to see if they continue with that. You know, speaking of kind of that just teamwork and that kind of thing going on, what is what is kind of the mood in the locker room? It seems like these guys are meshing better than they have 
you know, maybe even dating back to the 2012 national championship team. It, it seems from afar, these, these guys are really just meshing well together. Yeah. So far, it seems like there are, you know, a lot of really fun loving guys. I think last year's team was very close in that, you know, you had PJ Washington, you know, come back and he kind of kind of stepped up as the leader. He, he was like a man on a mission determined to, to lead the team, you know, with team goals and individual goals. He wanted to lead the team to a national championship, but he also wanted to improve his NBA stock, which he did. He's, he's been really impressive in the league so far. But I think that that role has kind of fallen upon Ashton Hagens and Emmanuel quickly, and they're really stepping up as leaders. And, and the freshmen just seem like, yeah, they, they've got great personalities. They're all really outgoing big characters. I mean, obviously Tyrese Maxey is probably the one, if you think about the Kentucky freshman that you think of first, because he's just, he's always smiling. He's got an infectious personality, but also Khalil Whitney is, he's quite a character and he's been a lot of fun so far. Um, I just think it's a really fun group. It seems like they all get along really well. And, and that's, that's huge going into the season. Before we talk about the Michigan State and get your predictions for the for the rest of the season, talk about Calipari. Calipari seems to have his swagger back. He seems to have that ump and a step that we haven't seen from Calipari in a couple seasons. It really seems like he loves his team, and now with this lifetime contract, he just loves life now. Yeah, I mean, he he jokes that since he signed his lifetime contract, you know, he's, he's 10 years into his tenure at Kentucky, and he's ready for the next 10, and He's been calling it his second tour at Kentucky. And, and even, you know, just obviously he's excited about this team, but I think you see his, his renewed enthusiasm even more on the recruiting trail. You know, I don't, I don't think Kentucky, I don't think you could really say that Calipari took a step back in recruiting because that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, maybe he signed the second best class in the country instead of the first last year. And, he missed on a couple big guys, but he has just been like recruiting like a man possessed recently and kind of going after what a lot of people are calling could be a super class in 2020. But, but yeah, he's definitely got a renewed vigor about him. Um, I think losing to Auburn last year and missing the final four kind of lit a fire under him. I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, he's, he's got this renewed passion after losing to Bruce Pearl, who he's kind of, you know, bashed head with in the past. So he's, I think he really, really wants this to be a big season and beyond. I was going to ask you if, if you had, if you thought it would have anything to do with Mrs. Calipari and her incredible <laughs> Instagram posts and all the stuff that Mrs. Calipari's got going on right now. I, I, I was going to ask you if that had anything to do with uh, Calipari's new vigor and his step right now. Oh, sure. I mean, Ellen, you know, it was, it's interesting during Cal's early days at Kentucky, she was, Never really one for the spotlight. She just kind of liked to fade in the back. But in the past couple of years, she has definitely upped her social media game. I mean, if you don't follow her, she's at Mrs. Underscore Cal on uh, Instagram. She is a must follow. I mean, she gives her husband so much crap. It's, it's awesome because you always hear, you know, Calipari is this larger than life figure. And he's, he always is in the spotlight. But she loves to take him down a notch. And sure, I, the, their banter back and forth has definitely been a plus. You know, and, and this leads into this Michigan State game. Without Brad Calipari, do you think Calipari also has that chip off his shoulder not to have his son in the program? <laughs> Maybe, although it's, it's interesting. 
there was a report that Kentucky is going to play Detroit Mercy, which is where Brad Calipari transferred to. There are reports that Kentucky has is working to get Detroit Mercy on the schedule for next season. So I like that game, though. I, I think that that would be a fun game. So heading into Michigan State, what are your expectations heading into this first game of the year? I think we're five days away, four days away from the big showdown Michigan State and New York City. Talk about that matchup and what do you expect to see out of the Wildcats? It's going to be really interesting. You know, I, I don't think the Nick Richards injury is going to have a huge impact uh, whether or not he plays. I mean, if Kentucky couldn't beat Michigan State without Nick Richards, then, you know, I, I don't think it's a huge factor. But it will be interesting to see what kind of lineup Kentucky goes with because there's just so many options right now. And Michigan State, you know, even though they lost um, Joshua Lankford for a couple of months, it sounds like they're still just a great team. They're preseason number one, went to the Final Four, lots of experience. Tom Izzo is an excellent coach. Um, I'll be watching to see how Kentucky's backcourt handles, it, handles themselves because I was there last year for the Champions Classic in Indianapolis when Kentucky played Duke. And the, the hype going into that game was just unparalleled. You know, I, I remember the Kentucky guys were so amped and just kind of going crazy in the tunnel on the way in. And they got just flat out embarrassed by Duke. You know, Calipari jokes they should have lost by 100. They actually lost by 30, but it could have been much, much more. So I'll really be looking to see how Ashton Hagens and Emmanuel Quickly and to some extent EJ Montgomery just keep the young guys in check. You know, Ashton at SEC Media Day said that the team is dubbed this month leading up to the Michigan State game, No Smile November, and that they want to have a, just a very focused attitude going into this game. They don't want to kind of get distracted like they did before the Duke game last year. So I, I'll really be keeping an eye on that to see who is more prepared and focused at the opening tip. You know, as we head into, you know, not only the Michigan State game, but as the season progresses, what are your expectations for this team? Well, I mean, every year we say Final Four or National Championship, but it's with you've got an experienced backcourt, and that doesn't always happen with Calipari. And Usually you have, you're lucky to get one guard come back, one veteran guard, but you know, Calipari's got two. And I think that's really, really big, but more importantly to this team's ceiling is the front court. You know, you've got to have either EJ or Nick step up. I mean, Nate Sestina, Khalil Whitney and Keon Brooks are great, but they're not six eleven and seven feet tall. You've got to have one of these big guys who can get in there and rebound, maybe not necessarily score, but you know, be a presence on the glass, get the easy buckets. Um, I think this team has a huge ceiling. You know, I don't think a lot of people are talking about what a great shooting team it could be. You know, Emmanuel quickly was a really, really good shooter last season. He often got overshadowed by Tyler Hero and, you know, some of the other guys, but he's, he's a really strong outside presence as is Tyrese Maxey and Johnny Juzang and even, you know, Nate Sestina and Ashton Hagens have, have showed some promise from the outside early on. So I think this team has all of the tools to go to a Final Four and to make a national championship. But I'm going to have to see more from the front court before I, you know, put that in pen instead of pencil. You know, staying with two more basketball questions and we'll close it out with football. This next one, the new Rupp Arena. Is it is it the same or is it, has it been taken away from that overall atmosphere that is makes Kentucky basketball Kentucky basketball? 
Well, the, this year they put in chair back seating in the sidelines of the upper levels, which is reduced capacity by a couple thousand. But, and I know everyone thinks Rupp Arena is the mecca of college basketball and, and you know, the history and the tradition of the building is great, but even Kentucky was struggling, has been struggling with attendance the past couple seasons. And, and those bleachers that used to be up there in the upper level at Rupp were really uncomfortable. I mean, it was a super steep, you know, incline and just the pitch was really bad. And, you know, you'd have three seats where there should have been like four or five. I mean, it was just, I think the chair, chair backs are definitely an upgrade. So far, it seems like everybody's really enjoying it. I don't think it's taken away from the experience, but, you know, it remains to be seen. You know, looking ahead at the rest of the SEC, and I know you probably have looked at a little bit, other than Kentucky and Florida, is there anybody else that you say, you know, hey, maybe this team could win the SEC tournament? I know Ole Miss looks good. Uh, LSU looks good. Auburn looks good. Is there another team or two that you can see that could dethrone Kentucky or Florida? Uh, I, I think it comes down to Kentucky and Florida, but like you said, LSU and Auburn, even though they lost a bunch of people, they're really good. Um, I don't think Georgia is going to be great, but they've got the best, one of the best freshmen in the country and Anthony Edwards. So that can always make things interesting. Um, I think Arkansas is, is going to be interesting to watch with their new coach. And, you know, they brought in like a ton of grad transfers and transfers. Uh, it, it's just going to be an interesting season in the SEC with with so many new coaches and still so much talent. You know, the, the league has gone up and up, and it'll be fun to watch and see if that continues. You know, shout out to Coach Stoops for us closing this thing out with a football question. <laughs> when you look at this Kentucky football team, you know, they the, the future looked a little bleak after Terry Wilson went down, and they handed the ropes over to uh, Sawyer Smith, who ended up getting hurt, and now it's Lynn Bowden's show. Looking at the last, I think it's four games left, Tennessee, UT Martin, Louisville, and Vanderbilt, what do you see for the last four games, and where do you see the Kentucky Wildcats going bowling? I mean, Kentucky should win all four of those games. I think the most difficult will be Tennessee, but at least that's at home. You know, last year, Kentucky had an incredible season, but people forget they lost to a bad Tennessee Tennessee team, you know. It was just a weird fluke loss, and it was a bad one. So I think the most important game left on the schedule is Tennessee because, once again, they're having a down year, and you just, you don't want to lose to them two bad years in a row. Um, the, the quarterback situation is crazy right now. You know, like you said, Sawyer got hurt. Uh, so Lynn Bowden has kind of taken over, and even though Sawyer's now nearing 100%, you kind of still got to go with Lynn Bowden because Kentucky's won two out of, you know, they won the Arkansas game with him, and then they, they won last week's game with him against Missouri, and he's, he's been incredible. You know, he, he might not be able to pass the ball that great, but he's doing things on the football field that are super exciting, and he's, he's leading his team to a win. Um, I think Kentucky's just going to keep rolling with him as long as they can. And hopefully they'll go 4-0 in these last four games and go to another great bowl. And it looks like they will because the rest of the SEC isn't doing – like a lot of the teams that are usually on Kentucky's level with bowls are probably not going to be bowl eligible. So the odds that Kentucky goes to a really good bowl game, even with a record that may not reflect it, you know, they may go to a pretty good bowl game at 7-5 and five and 8-4, and four, which is, you know, it's music to my ears. Which is absolutely amazing. Mrs. Tyler Thompson, what's going on in KSR? Plug where your Twitter is. And, of course, Kentucky Sports Radio. Read all her work and 
course, you guys got a lot of great Kentucky content, but not only just Kentucky, but the NBA Kentucky kids. And uh, then you go even further into college basketball as well. Tell them where they follow you on Twitter. And is anything new coming out with KSR? I know you guys got the restaurant going good. And you guys, <laughs> every time I look on KSR, it looks like you guys have something going on. Matt Jones got a book coming out and everything else going on. I know it's something new every day. I mean, like you said, between the NBA guys and, you know, the basketball team and the football team, we, we've got stuff coming up every single day, every single hour, it feels like. So, yeah, definitely keep refreshing KSR. We've got a live blog going for tomorrow night's exhibition. And then, obviously, we're going to have pull out all the stops for the Michigan State game on Tuesday. Um, you can follow me at Mrs. Tyler KSR on Twitter. And I forgot to mention, you guys have the you guys are the uh, main sponsor for the trip out to Las Vegas. Are, are you not? I think I saw that on Twitter and a couple other places. Yeah, yeah so, it's really exciting. We're, we're the main media partner for what we've coined BB in Vegas because Kentucky's not playing the Utah. They're playing Utah and Ohio State in Vegas in December. So we've partnered to, uh, to kind of get the word out about the Utah game. And I'm, I'm really excited. I'll be out there. It's just going to be a blast. And Big Blue Nation can go on KSR. I think it's on you guys' banner. They just click on that, and they take it right to the site, right? Absolutely. Or you can just go to bbnvegas.com. Mrs. Tyler Thompson, I greatly appreciate it. You have become a regular on the show, and I know we're going to have you on as basketball progresses. We'll talk Kentucky basketball and talk about the SEC as a whole. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. This has been the Mitch Davis Show, and I've been your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, or like the Facebook page at the Mitch Davis Show. I want to thank our special guest today, the editor in chief of Kentucky Sports Radio, Mrs. Tyler Thompson, for coming on the podcast today to talk all things Kentucky basketball. I want to also look forward to tomorrow. We're going to be joined by Coach Kermit Davis of the Ole Miss Rebels and also the head coach of South Alabama basketball, Coach Riley. Both of those coaches will be joining the podcast early tomorrow morning to talk about their respective programs. This has been the Mitch Davis Show. I want to thank our, lastly, I want to thank our sponsors, S.Y. Wilson, the historic Arlington Depot Square, for being the absolute best of the best. I mean, they're the best. They've got you covered. All things Memphis, they've got the SEC, they've got bait and tackle, they've got kayaks, they've got literally everything you could have ever dreamed of. They have it there at S.Y. Wilson. I want to also thank John Murray Realty for being the best real estate agents in all of West Tennessee, so be sure you go check them out. I want to thank both of our sponsors. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, and this has been the Mitch Davis Show. I will catch you on the flip side and catch you early Friday morning.